1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.
3: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with the seven every weekday. So follow the seven right now.
1: This is Conversations with Olivia Jade and iHeartRadio podcast.
4: Hello, everybody. It's Olivia Jade. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. Today's guest is somebody very special and somebody who I've known probably since I was a baby because she was on Full House with my mom. She has such an amazing story and has been through so much and I'm sure some of you know and are familiar with her and maybe some of you know who she is but don't know what she's been through and the strengths she carries. So I am really excited to interview her today and with that being said, please welcome Miss Jody Sweetin. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, my pleasure Olivia. It's good to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Obviously, I feel like I've known you forever just through my mom and stuff. (laughs) And I know so many people who listen to this podcast know who you are and grew up watching Full House and are such big fans. But maybe for those who don't know who you are, which is probably a very small percent of people, but maybe you could explain a little bit about yourself. Um,
5: Yeah, Uh, I have been best known as Stephanie Tanner on Full and Fuller House. Um, I have played the character since I was five years old and then, um, got to come back and do it on Fuller House for five seasons. Um, I'm also a mom to two girls, uh, Zoe, who just turned 14 yesterday and Beatrix, who is 11 and a half and, um, yeah, busy working and, and doing holiday movies and all that kind of stuff too. So there's a few places you can find me, my podcast as well. You know, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place.
4: Love it. So I obviously just know who you are through my mom and through full house and growing up around all this but then I also went before coming on here I wanted to do my research <laughs> and have some facts um what I thought was really interesting and I was listening to another podcast you did actually and you were talking about being adopted and mm-hmm. how in later in life you've kind of accepted that now and you're like mm-hmm. ah, it's 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 a positive to you but maybe when you were a little bit younger and for other kids that have been adopted like feeling like I don't know if unwanted is the right word, because obviously I'm not adopted, so I don't want to put words into your mouth. No,
5: it's a, it's a definite, it's a, it's a, you know, this weird feeling of rejection that you, that you oftentimes can't heal, that you can't find, you know, you, you don't know the reason you can't find the person. Sometimes that beginning of your life is sort of a mystery. And I think for everyone that feels, that would feel really strange to just not know, you know, what that little beginning period of your life really was um but for me like coming through that and and becoming a mom myself and like figuring out that just because you become a mom doesn't mean you be st- stop becoming a human who has to make really tough life choices for themselves um mm. it just changed a lot of things for me
4: and how old were you when you were adopted you were really young yeah i was
5: like uh, just around a year old so it was you know i don't have like a long history of life without my parents that i know um but you know there is there's a lot
4: of stuff that I just will never know. Right. And you're okay with that now? Like,
5: yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten to the place where I'm like, you know what, if for some reason information falls in my lap or I I find out something cool, but mm-hmm. I no longer feel like I don't know who I am. And right. I think that's really what it was is I, once I really started getting more secure in who I was, it was no longer the search for, what external thing made me who I was it was more like oh no I know who I am that
4: right and so my mom actually when I told her you were coming on the podcast she was explaining to me she's like Jody has a really actually a very interesting story and she was explaining to me that you're somehow you're, you're your parents the, the people that have adopted you have some correlation to your birth parents is that correct yeah
5: yeah yeah well my so my my dad Sam um my adopted dad um his ex-wife who he had three adult kids with. Uh, when they adopted me, uh, she was my biological father's aunt, and so I okay. had come to stay at her house. I was staying at Rose's house, my dad's ex wife, and and he would go over there to check on her and check on the house that you know make sure things were working right or whatever. He's still around that family and um saw me there and my parents really wanted to have kids and um they were having some struggles and and so it, you know it wound up that they were able to adopt me through sort of through that chain so yeah it's an interesting story and i think actually is a story that happens a lot mm. but people don't really talk about it because i think there's like this weird sense of shame um if there's like an interfamily adoption but i think you know i think that interfamily adoption happens a lot so I I like sharing my story now because I think more people are like, oh, my gosh, me too. And it doesn't feel as isolating and
4: weird and like outside of the norm. Totally. And then so you were 14 months essentially when you were adopted. And then at what age when you could talk, did you know you wanted to be in like the show business world and in this industry or how did that come about? I mean, I really did. I grew up.
5: I was um, I, I was a pretty bright little kid. Um, like, you know, not to be like obnoxious about it and stuff, but I was like reading full books by the age of about three and a half. You could set pretty much anything in front of me and I could, I could read just about anything. I loved reading. I was a voracious reader. Um, memorizing dance music, all of that was what I absolutely loved. And I would tell my mom that, um, I wanted to be a modeler, which was what I called people on TV um, uh-huh. and so I started doing like little print work, you know, in Orange County down in like South LA where we lived. And, um, I was in dance recitals, but like, I remember being in my first dance recital dressed as a cabbage patch kid. Just picture that for a moment. <laughs> this gigantic bonnet, very Stop. 80s. Oh, so, so 80s dance moms, like sparkly. It was just amazing. Um, oh, anyway, so our dance recital, I was in the second row. And uh, the girl in front of me, I was like, oh, she's just not doing it right. So I sort of wedged my way up into the front and was like, this is how it's done. And I think it was that moment that my mom was like, you know, maybe she likes to perform. I think maybe she can handle it. Um, That's so I, epic. Star. Yeah. And I started doing <laughs> like commercials and little things like that. But because I, you know, I I could pick things up really quickly. Um, I just started working a lot. And mm-hmm. so I was doing a ton of commercials and stuff. And then. I did, um, Valerie, I did an episode of Valerie and then got cast as Stephanie.
4: Cause the producers on, when you were on Valerie, weren't the same producers on Full House, right? Yes, they were, uh, uh Bob Boyette and, uh, Tom Miller. Uh, uh so
5: Miller Boyette and also Rich Carell, who wound up directing a ton of Full House episodes, who I'm very dear friends with, um, he was a producer on Valerie at the time, you know, there was a, a lot of people that I've known since I was four years old, and I did that Valerie wow. appearance, and that was how I got cast as Stephanie. I never auditioned or anything. Um, it just sort of fell in my lap, and and the rest is history, so.
4: I also feel like you can tell just from Full House and your role on like as Stephanie, you were definitely a very bright child, because you were <laughs> so, like, just the way you talk at such a young age, at literally, like, five years old, you can tell you're so, so bright. Thank um, you. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just I feel like a given to anybody because it's such a loved character, obviously. But also, I feel like you can see like a little bit of your personality as well, because when you're that young, I feel like naturally sure. a part of you has to shine through. Absolutely. Like, I, you know, there are definitely times when I look at particularly getting to come back and
5: play, you know, Stephanie a- as an adult, where I was like the line between Stephanie and me is, you know, is very fuzzy sometimes because I'm like, she has so much much of me in her or is it Mm -hmm. that i have so much of her in me because i became her at five like i don't know but we're definitely like intermeshed
4: Do you like being known, like, best known as, you know, Stephanie from Full House? Because I remember when my mom was doing a lot of Hallmark stuff, she was never upset if anybody would come up and be like, you're Aunt Becky from Full House. But when she was right. doing the Hallmark movies, I remember she'd be like, damn, I wish, like, people would say, like, you're on When Calls the Heart or whatever it is. Right,
5: right, right. I mean, it you
4: know, the there, there it's it's a blessing
5: and a curse, and I think in a way... I, I've grown through it and grown to accept it. I think at some point when I was young, there was some resentment about it and mm. it was like absolutely wanting to shed that image. Um, and I think sometimes I did some really self-destructive things to do that. And as I grew up and like grew out of it, like I had an experience the other day walking down the street over here um, with my fiance after lunch and this girl little younger than me stopped me and she just said, Oh my God, I have to tell you what an incredibly important part of my life you are. Like you are so, I I, I grew up watching you. You were always my favorite. Mm. Like I watched it with my mom and my grandma. You have no idea what you mean to me. And like, I follow you. I love, like, thank you so much for just like what you do and who you are. And it was the, I, I was taken aback. Like I was incredibly moved by this experience. Mm. And it had to do with the fact that I'm so well known for this character that like people have watched it their entire lives and it means something incredibly important. Yeah. And I've now come to this place where I really appreciate that. Um, I'm glad that, that I get to bring that to somebody, you know, now do I yeah. wish I had other opportunities or that people may take me seriously as doing something else? Absolutely. I know I can do a lot more. Um, right. But, you know, sometimes I just have to make the choice of like, OK, but what you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to like fight and, you know, only try and do what you want to do? Or do you want to just lean into the fact that you make people happy with being right.
4: this person? So, yeah. Yeah, it is such a big blessing. And you were so you started out five on Full House and then how long how long did Full House run? We had eight seasons. So how many years is that eight years? Well, roughly, yeah, roughly eight years, because we would shoot,
5: like, nine months um, out of the year, and then we'd usually have, like, a little bit of
4: spring and early summer off, and then we'd come back,
5: like, around July.
4: Got it. So, when you were done with Full House, was that, like, a really weird transition period because I can only imagine being that young and being around the same people so often and like building these relationships with producers and like not being a completely normal kid where you have kids around all the time in a normal school like you're hanging out with like Bob and John and my mom and Candace oh, right. and like what was that like when it was over?
5: You know I look at it now and I realize it was a big loss you mm. know at the time I think it, it I didn't realize, and I don't think I considered or gave myself enough credit for, um, going through such a big loss at that age. It was the loss of everything I'd really known growing up. I mean, I don't have many memories from before doing full house and before these people were in my life. And a lot of my memories have to do with traveling with them, being on set with them, going to events with right. them, but like. They are so, they are my family because they are what I knew growing up, like they surrounded me. And so it's like, it's such a weird experience to, um, to have that and then suddenly lose it. It's like being separated from your entire family. And I, you know, I, I can only imagine what that's like, but it was like a sudden disconnect.
4: Did you enroll in school?
5: I, would, I actually went to school. I went to school in the mornings and then rehearsed in the afternoon. Oh. And then we, because we worked four day weeks, I would have Monday off all day. I'd go to school. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday, I went to school until lunch. And then would drive. my mom would pick me up because we lived in Orange County and drive to set. I'd learn my lines in the car and then like do homework in the car on the way home. Um, and then Thursday and Friday, I was schooled exclusively on set. So I did have like a foot in... Normal life, so it wasn't yeah. quite as much of a shock. Um, but you know, it felt like it just felt really different all of a sudden, and and you certainly didn't just blend in. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and so, I think it was it was this weird time in my life of trying to figure out who I was, but also to just blend into everyone else completely because I just wanted to be normal. Um, yeah. You know, so it was. It was hard. It was a no. It was a. It was a big loss. But, um like coming back to Full House and getting to do that again as an adult and getting to understand it in a different way was like such an incredible gift.
4: Such yeah, incredible I feel gift. like that's also such a testament to like how impactful Full House was. The fact that like like shows don't come back that often, and I remember when it came back, I said to my mom, cause I didn't, I don't think, well, obviously I wasn't alive when you guys were all filming Full House. And then right. I don't think I ever really had an understanding of like how big the show was. Until I started my YouTube channel, and I knew a lot about like YouTube views, and I saw the Fuller House trailer come out on YouTube, and I saw the views it had, and I like ran into my parents' room, and I was like, "Wait, mom, was Full House like a massive show? Like, why does this new trailer have like, is is so this many such views?" A big deal? Right. Yeah, and she was like laughing. She's like, "Yeah, it's a pretty big show." Um, and speaking of that, actually, I kind of want to know because obviously, when you guys were filming Full House there wasn't social media. It was a completely different world. Like people didn't see into your personal life 24 seven people felt so connected to your character. But do you think there was like when you guys were out and about, was it like mayhem where people were like coming up to you and it was a crazy, crazy thing at the time? Or is that like, yeah,
5: yeah, it was wild. I mean, and I think, you know, as a kid, it that's like a weird way to grow up. You know, people mm-hmm. following you into the bathroom and passing yeah. a note under the door to be like, will you sign this for me? And you're like, this is really kind of a bad time for me. I don't think yeah. <laughs> you want touching your pen right now. Bro, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Um, And so growing up with that spotlight, I mean, and th- you know, yeah, there were times like I'd go to the mall. I'll never forget. Oh my God, this was such a great one. I'll never forget it. I was probably nine or 10 years old. And someone came up to me in a mall. I think it was at like a meet and greet thing that, you know, I used to do mall appearances or whatever. And they came up and they just touched me like that. And they were like, oh my God, you're real. Like, I, I, it was, I, wow. I was like, what out, what, what, would I <laughs> what do you be? expect? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was just a real moment where I was like, oh, people see me as this, like, thing that exists only here but like me as a person is doesn't really exist for them and it was right. just like a weird realization so yeah but it was it was crazy i mean i had to get snuck out of a mall in iowa once because um a, a mall appearance attracted too many people and um it was a mess
4: that's so wild i think also what's so special about full house is like how close the whole cast was like genuinely and even being at bob like bob's memorial recently it's like the love like that fills the room when it's all of you guys together is so genuine yeah. Why do you think that was, because I feel like most shows and even friends that I have now that are on TV shows with other yeah. castmates around their age and stuff, it's not like that. Like what made that so um, special?
5: I don't, I, I truly, I, I, I know it was the people, but the fact that those people all came together at that time in their lives is mm. amazing to me. I mean, there, I always say like there was some sort of magical thing that happened with Full House, with the cast, with the crew, with our producers, it was more than just a show. Um, it really was a family amongst all yeah. of us, and uh, you know, in in large part, that was due we we had a cast and we had adults on a cast who included the kids. Right, we were not just these like ugh, you know annoying things. We were the kids that they joked around with in between takes. And, you know, I would spend time with Bob's family on weekends and mm. they were, you know, changing the, the twins, di- like somebody would change the twins diaper, my mom or, you know, our teacher, like it was, it was just a family unit. And I am yeah. so incredibly grateful for it because I just gained this huge family of people that I know love me. Like no matter what, you know, no matter whatever happens, our differences are whatever. Like we just genuinely love each other. And no matter what happens, we will always show up for each other.
4: Yeah, it's so true. And you have two kids now and Bob obviously playing your dad on the show and having like John as the uncle and Dave and everybody around that was a bit older. Do you feel like you not like maybe learned parenting tips, but like, do you feel like that is like something that you remember and like it connects to how you parent now?
5: You know, um in a way like i when i think back on it like i remember i i remember bob just being really inclusive of his kids like they mm. they he and he didn't talk to them like they were idiots like he really and he and he did the same with me like he treated me with respect um as a young person and so did john and dave and like i i understood that you know when i had kids like you can joke with them. You can have real conversations. And I, you know, my, my mom taught me that too. Like I, and I think, I don't know. I just think they've, they've also brought a level of humor to my parenting. Um, yeah. That my kids are also inheriting, which is, you know, both good and bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's definitely a challenge. Sometimes I'm like, not in front of Grammy, please. Oh my God. Don't do that. <laughs> um But yeah, I learned, I learned a lot from them and I, and I continue to, you know, Dave is an amazing dad and his son. I mean, Luke is so successful in what he does. And you know, it's all of our extended family too. Like those are my, you know, my my nieces and nephews and my cousins and my, you know, the other kids that I grew up with.
4: Do you have any like funny stories on set that stand out? I mean, I've heard a million and a thousand every time I'm around, somebody always has something to say, but anything you can think of off the top of your head and then we can move on from full house. (laughs) Okay.
5: Um, (laughs) There is, there's one story and I know we've told it before. I don't know if the guys have told it, but uh, we had this director, Joel Zwick, who was fantastic and directed a ton of episodes of full house, but he was a, a tiny, like a small statured man. And he would get really frustrated and angry. Like, he was great until he just lost it. And, and, you know, Bob and John and Dave would push things, particularly Bob and Dave, (laughs) would push and push. They were the kids that just wanted to test the boundary and, like, keep going and keep fucking around and whatever. Sorry. Um, No, it's fine. You can curse. It's fine. I can curse. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, uh, that was, there, there was a time, an incident, whatever, the guys were screwing around. And Joel lost it and was like, that's it. Everybody up to the green room, everybody up there. And so everybody went up there, like the kids, the adults, and we're all like sitting around this table and he walks in and he's like, geez, not the kids, they're actually doing well. I'm talking to the adults. And it was like, we got kicked out of the room so that the adults could get in Can trouble. You can't yell yelled at, that's and so funny. it was like, I, I was just like, wow, okay. Jeez, God! You know, like it was just really funny um, when the adults were ironic more trouble than the kids. Exactly, exactly. And it's then very ironic. Around and I became that adult that was just screwing around, yeah. and, and I inherited that that gene. <laughs>
4: was Fuller House? Do you feel like? I mean, I think it's different, obviously, because there were kids on Fuller House too. Like, did you feel like then you were like in Bob or Dave or John or my mom's position for these kids? Yeah. Absolutely.
5: Absolutely. And you know what, in a big way, the way that John and Bob and Dave and your mom treated us as kids and as young people, as young adults, really, I think, had an effect on how we treated the kids. We knew how Mm. to treat these kids with respect. We knew how to get them to do their jobs Um, and we knew how to have fun. You know, right. and we knew how to include them and in stuff, and how to make it feel like a family. Um, and I yeah. really do think that's in large part to how we were treated. We knew that's how it should be. It should be a family. You should actually genuinely care about each other and spend time together. So
4: that was yeah. that was
5: a huge influence.
4: And I'm assuming when they came and said, we're going to do Fuller House, there wasn't hesitation. Everybody was like, yep, on board, right?
5: Oh, well, we were actually in the rooms pitching the idea. Me, Candice, and Andrea. Oh, no way. John, I didn't know that. Uh, Stamos, along with Jeff Franklin and Bob Boyette, we were in on all the pitch meetings. Um, so it was really our, our you know, uh, John and, and Jeff and the three of us had really, you know, been fighting for this for a long time. So yeah, it was great. It was great. That's
4: awesome. And then you went to college. So what was it that? Did. Like you were famous on full house doing all this stuff. And then like, boop, you're going to be normal well, and go to school.
5: I w- yeah, I went to high school. The show I did when I was 13. So I went right into high school after that. And then I did graduate high school and I, um, uh, I was doing well. I wound up going to Chapman University. Um, and, you know, that was at the point when I really started struggling with some of my addiction and all kinds of stuff. Um, and so for me, the college experience, it was, you know, a lot of um falling down and getting back up. Mm. But I managed to graduate, you know, it took me like a semester longer because my first semester was not pretty. Uh <laughs> and and you know, I wound up graduating with a um uh bachelor's in liberal studies with an emphasis in elementary education and history minor and I, I sort of tried to enjoy just being, just having that normal life for a little while.
4: You've been pretty open with like addiction, right? You talk yeah. about that publicly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ask any questions if it's no, like. No, no, no. I stuff I talked about
5: and, and definitely, you know, and definitely given me the, the perspective of life that I, that I have. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the openness has really helped a lot of people. So I, I know, was going to say that, me, yeah. When we share our stories, I think, you know, it not only loses the fear that we have in people finding out our secrets, but it also allows other people to realize that their secrets maybe aren't so isolating.
4: Right. I think that it's that's so true, obviously, like especially my age, I feel like my demographic is quite close to my age like early 20s in college going through all this stuff being introduced to different drugs and alcohol and stuff like that and it can be like a really hard time for so many people because a I feel like a lot of people don't know like how addictive some of these substances can be and so it's like fun and games until it's not um how did you how did that all happen for you like
5: I mean you know it was a journey it was like I said like I spent a lot of my not only college but 20s just sort of like climbing the mountain and then tumbling down the other side but getting up and climbing it again you know and it was um uh gosh 2022 11 uh it's been like 11 years so uh my sobriety is 11 years ago my official one but i haven't had alcohol or any like crazy drugs or anything like that. Other, it was muscle relaxers that I took. Um, Other than that, it's been like 14 years um, since I've done any of that. And, you know, I, I was a person who I thought that was just who I was, that it was a part of who I was. Um, It was a part of my self-worth. There was, you know, it was a lot of things that played into it. Um, But I look at it now as just someone who was trying to deal with a lot of hurt um, mm. and had nowhere to put it. And so I think I judge myself a little bit less too, Yeah, you know, and I, um, and as I've been able to do that, it has allowed me to open up a little bit more and not be so afraid of other people's judgment. I'm like, I've, I really don't care. I don't give a shit right. time for it. Um, and, and connected me with some really amazing, wonderful people. And I, you know, hope that being open and honest about who I've been and who i hope to become and who I'm still working mm-hmm. on is a journey that we're all on so
4: yeah totally was there like a breaking point where you're like okay I need to be sober or is it something that like I mean, somebody yeah, else I had, in your life was
5: I mean I had those moments over and over and I think until like y- you know until you really all of a sudden go oh okay like I get it I get it right. now just exactly what this is doing for me and why why I, I abuse this, why I, you know, am searching for something. Um, and you know, ever since those moments kind of all lined up and eventually I just decided that it was easier to go heal the pain than to mm. keep creating more. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm so grateful for the place that I am in my life today. And I'm, I, and I've become grateful for a lot of the hard things that I went through too.
4: Right. What's like the one thing that you think you've learned just from being not only in the public eye, but going through a lot, coming out clean, being sober, being a wonderful mom to your two kids? Like what's something that you would teach them or something that you're constantly telling your own kids that's like so important to you? Um
5: there is no perfect. Mm. There is no perfect. Don't it's an unattainable you know, illusion that you can spend your entire life chasing, trying to be the perfect mom, trying to be the perfect girlfriend, you know, actress, um, whatever it might be. Like, I just have to be perfect. And and that doesn't exist. And it's something that we create and then we judge ourselves by it. And I've just learned that, okay, I'm just doing the best I can. Like, I'm I'm just trying. And sometimes that best is not great. And sometimes there's shitty days. um, Yeah. But, like, don't get too hung up on the idea of perfect because it's it's impossible and it only makes you feel worse, so...
4: Well, I will definitely take that advice in my life too. So thank you. (laughs) I know you have another interview. I'm being told we have to wrap it up. Um, I do want to plug the show beyond the edge. Yes. And April 24th, the worst cook starts. You want to talk about that really quick before you have to go.
5: You know what? Um, beyond the edge was amazing. Talk about another incredibly pivotal time in my life. I am not kidding. This was a life-changing experience for me. Um, going out there and surviving in the jungle. Um, you know, you, you watched the show and I just wish the physical pain, like you could feel what it felt like out there. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life.
4: Is um, it out yet?
5: Yes. It's uh, the fourth episode airs tonight. Uh, it oh airs my gosh. on Wednesdays, 9 p.m. I think tonight is at 10 p.m. Um, but yeah, it is, um, it, it's a pretty incredible journey that I am forever grateful for because it really changed a lot of my perspective on things. Um, and then Worst Cooks was really fun. Um, I am not a great cook, but I'm great <laughs> ordering takeout. So, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was really excited for the opportunity to play for girls Inc for both of these shows, um, which is a really wonderful organization that builds up strong, powerful leadership in young women. Um, and I got to learn how to cook and, and be taught by professional chefs. And let me tell you that is stressful. <laughs>
4: i'm it is, sure
5: it is a lot to take in and it's super stressful um but i i was really proud of myself i'm I'm proud that i took on that challenge of something that i didn't think i was good at i like to challenge myself to do yeah things that i think i might not be able to do and be like well why don't you try it just see um yep
4: that's how i felt with dancing with the stars i'm like i don't yeah. know if i can dance but i'm gonna try it and see but, what but, happens but, but
5: it's, not. it's you know what why not like and and again, that's kind of the, you know, there, there is no perfect. There's no, the, like, just go for it. Just right. try and do it if you can. And Beyond the Edge has also really tapped into that spirit a lot and been able to kind of show who I am. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been, I've been very busy and shooting two other holiday movies that I just finished last week. And um, that's yeah, awesome. It's It's been really busy. I'm going to be hopefully directing some soon as well. So um
4: Yeah amazing <laughs> well i'm happy to hear you're booked and busy and thank you so much for coming on jody and i hope i yes. see you soon absolutely honey. good to talk to you